This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the UF podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. We love a Sunday special. We love a special guest. Very special guest. Um, one of our most popular episodes of last year. Yeah. If not the most, I think. The Beloved. We should say, that's how I'm going to refer to you. The Beloved Jay Shetty. Thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you so much for having me back. We had so much fun last time, so I'm looking forward to today. So much fun. It's great to have you. I, you know, we we are in awe of you and your success. I think that, that that's something we... We and I, you came in the first time, and I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to, you know. I'm a cynic on everything. I loved it. Yeah, and I. We I, got along though. I, I, that's the yeah. thing. I go. I like this guy. Surprisingly well. Yeah. I I, yeah. I walked away, and but you come at things in ways that I wouldn't come at them. I come at with like I'm the gremlin hater. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 like troll. most the cyn- I would say like the more like cynical male point of view. Right, maybe. and I sometimes I hear some of the you know. You're such a calming, positive influence that, like, that you can tell people are just happy to have you in their life, <laughs> right? I hope is, so. is that what it is? You think they're just happy that, like, you like you're the friend they'd go to when they're hungover, and and you'd be like, <laughs> it's gonna be fine. This is gonna wear off. We're gonna have some bacon, egg, and cheeses. You'll be good. <laughs> I mean, talking about that, I remember being the sober friend early on. I was in Spain with some of my friends. And everyone was completely hammered apart from me. This is when I'd chosen to start my, you know, stopping drinking alcohol when I was going out. And all of my friends, I was trying to tell them that some bad stuff was going on and that we should leave this club that we were at. Mm. And they were like, you're the worst friend ever. We're having the best time. You're ruining it. (laughs) So so I'm actually used to being that friend when everyone else is You're ruining the party. I'm ruining the party because I'm trying to protect everyone from themselves. So you don't drink? No, I haven't. I haven't drunk for years now. Yeah, it's been, how many years? I think it would be fifteen years now. Right. It wow. was it not a big part of your life before? Or? It was a part of my life in the sense of I love drinking games. I love the competitive aspect of drinking. So what game? Being right. out. Ring of Fire was something we played a ton of when we were What's kids. What's Ring of Fire? So we used to, I, in London, I guess everyone starts drinking quite early too. So we started at like fourteen, and mm-hmm. so the guys would get together. We'd play this game called Ring of Fire, where you have this big. Uh, picture in the middle that's left in the middle you all get a glass of beer each as far as i remember this the picture in the middle is surrounded by cards playing cards laid face down and every card has a different meaning so when you pick up the card you have to do a certain action and the last person to do it has to drink or the card tells you that you have to drink first or you have to tell a joke and if someone doesn't laugh then you have to drink like there's all these that sounds really fun it's so good <laughs> right. and then and then every time you keep yeah. drinking more and then uh, my favorite one was there's one where like the more fingers you can hold towards someone's uh, glass of beer, the more sips that they have to take and things like that. And so wow. it's a super fun competitive game and I'm probably explaining it badly and Google probably no. do a better job. Do you still play the game without drinking? Do you know, you I've thought like about that. I've really thought else? about how we could make that fun. But I, I, I think it was partly the fact that you get delirious after, you know, I'm just six thinking beers. Of, I've never heard someone be like, I was in it for the games. Yeah. You right. know, like if they're an AA. I mean, I, <laughs> I could see that. Flip though. cup. I mean, you kind of want to participate. Right. I played, I, yeah. I played flip water with many of my pregnant friends. Yeah. Um, it's, it's almost as fun. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know. a good way to put it. Yeah. I yeah. just love, I love sports. I love competition. I love Same. games. I love games. Love it. Well, yeah. you know, everyone go listen to Jay's uh, podcast on purpose. It's out. What you, you have the guest list is something that you can't not acknowledge. Who's the guest that you were like, what's I can't believe this. Oh, that's a great question. So I'm glad I'm glad we're getting into this as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts as well on who you felt that because it's Jay it's, Shetty. I that's feel what it. we thought. <laughs> that was our he's coming back? What? <laughs> Okay. I had such a great time. I think, so I, I want to acknowledge that, you know, when you launch a podcast and you guys know this, when I launched or when I was coming up with the idea, it was so hard to book anyone mm. because people had never heard of it. There was no stats. There was no data. 
you're trying to get someone to understand that you're going to mm -hmm. create this safe space and people don't get it. And so I remember that day, which was five years ago now, the podcast is five years old. But I want to acknowledge the first guest that made me feel that way was when Kobe Bryant came on in 2019. And that was the first year the podcast had come out. His team had reached out because his team loved what we were doing on the show and they wanted Kobe and I to connect and meet. His team reaches out. Explain that to so like, like so, Joe Ohio who's sitting in their car. So this in is Columbus like his on their way to not a team. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's in his life, so whether it's his assistant, whether it's a, a publicist, whether it's a different people who had a role in his creative company that he had. So mm. employees, team members, and they'd mentioned to him that they thought it would be cool for us to connect. And so when they reached out, that to me was huge. And yeah, to have great. that in year one, that was a huge honor that year that he decided to do that. So that was pretty, well, pretty amazing. It's a little bit like Domino's. Like, you know, <clears throat> Kobe did it. He felt safe. Absolutely. You know, then everyone, oh, if Kobe did it. Absolutely. You know, it's a little bit like that. Yeah, so I've got to give him a lot of credit for... Right. that opportunity for and me. since then you've had everyone from like kendall jenner to michelle obama um which is you know you must just be like i am, people you get to speak to <laughs> i, I mean. am pinching myself all the time i'm feeling yeah. really really nervous walking into those rooms and while i'm preparing and i'm feeling you know every bit of imposter syndrome that you possibly can when you're doing this so yeah i feel super grateful every day and yeah it's been amazing i mean kendall was you, you spoke about kendall i think that was a really important one in our journey of the show she came on at a time when her episode just brought so many new listeners to our mm -hmm. universe and i always always thank her for that because it was amazing that people were like oh we haven't really heard her speak that much and not for right. that long and and you know i think what she shared was so powerful and insightful like that clip's gone viral like a million times of her talking about how she thinks about her younger self and she has a picture of herself at the mirror yeah, and some, the, some clip, practice yeah. that she'd done with her therapist. And so I think, you know, I'm really grateful to everyone who trusts me and trusts our space and comes on because it takes a lot for that person. And I want to acknowledge that it's never easy to open your heart and open your mind in that way. And so, yeah, each of those people that you've mentioned have, have made massive shifts. Kevin Hart came on and that was, you know, so much fun again he had this amazing audiobook which people don't know kevin hart for audiobooks but his audiobook is amazing it's called monsters and he talks about all the monsters that we deal with inside of our mind so it's yeah. philosophical and comedic and mm. he re he's obviously reading it really and it's hilarious and you know being able to dive into him from the perspective of monsters and the monsters he has inside of him it was you know it's a spectacular conversation so i think yeah all of these guests have made it easy for me and I'm really grateful. What do you think it is about your show that like these people, again, like Kendall Jenner doesn't do it. These aren't people aren't doing interviews constantly. Um, what do you think it is about your show that just makes them want to do your show? <laughs> I think that all podcasts have a really unique offering, right? Like I think people go on a podcast. Like when I came on yours for the first time, it's because from what I'd seen and from what I was hearing from my team, everyone's like, Jay, they're going to get into stuff that no one else is going to ask you, okay. right? This podcast is going to ask you questions. When you were talking about being cynical, my team had already said that, that there's going to be a version. Oh, my team is my, you know, my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, explain my, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My podcast producer, <laughs> yeah. who is a huge fan of the show. Thank and she's you. like, I think you're going to get asked questions that you wouldn't get asked anywhere mm, else. Okay. And so- that's exciting for me because I also don't want to have the same conversation. I want to have different conversations. Right. That's why I came here. And so I think people come on on purpose because they know that there's going to be a safe space to explore depths of themselves that maybe isn't right on other platforms. And so I'm hoping we've created a space where people can talk about their challenges, their flaws, their imperfections, the stresses of life, the perplexities they've had with childhood trauma, their personal mental health journeys in a way that is relevant, accessible and practical. For I people. like the perspective. And that's, that's usually where I come to with everything I hear from you is like, I like the, the road you took because I'm looking at that and I go like the, the you, you're like basically, Oh, this show could open a door in my brain that I don't mind opening, but I didn't even know was there before. Exactly. I have that with like, you know, if someone comes up to me and it's like, I have a note for you for a joke. I heard you do, would you, and it's, it could be anybody. And I'm like, sometimes it's like an old dad 
who's going to tell me <laughs> a borscht belt joke and I'm going to have to like, you know, he's going to like be fucking with me. It's going to be exhausting. But sometimes someone will say something. I don't even know what it's going to lead to me yes. thinking or a story that I've never thought of. So it's, you know, I understand that where you're yeah. like, oh, I'm up for the game of, oh, okay, w where will this go? But I know it's going to be safe in a little bit. You know. Totally. And every podcast, I think, plays to that, right? Like mm. if you want to show a per certain part of your personality, I think there's so many podcasts to do that differently on. And so we're just trying to cater to this side. To, sure. that, to that point, <clears throat> I have a question, okay. mm -hmm. if that's okay. What do you hate? Yeah. <laughs> we want to so know funny. if you've ever had a bad day. Yeah, I want to oh, yeah, hear cynical Jay Shetty. I, wanna, right. I want miserable... Horrible day. Who do you hate? Who do you hate? <laughs> what do you hate? When's like, the last that's time you- That's not on the list of approved questions. <laughs> well, I, I want to know what the last time you went, fuck you. Like, I yeah. want that Jay shit. And I, listen, because it's within us all. I, yeah. I, but was there a moment, is there, when's the last time- Do you get triggered? Yeah. So I, I'll give you a background because I'm I'm not I'm not and trying. It's not to... a very monk way to go. I get it. <laughs> no, so I, I'll give a bit of background. So anger and hatred have generally not been a part of my psychological approach because I saw a lot of it growing up. Okay. And so I made notes growing up, mm -hmm. going, "I won't demonstrate anger in that way. I won't express hatred." Where did in you that see way. it growing up? Saw it in my own home. Saw mm -hmm. it in my school. Saw it in my extended family. Like I saw it very, very up close in a very extreme form. Mm. And I made a pact with myself that anger was not something that I was going to play with because I saw the ramifications it had with other people. Do you think so, you can do that with anger? Like there's people out there that I'm sure like, I get angry. I would love to say you don't get angry and go, I guess I'm never angry anymore. Like. I think an anger, isn't anger like a sneeze and is it like a cough? Well, yeah, no, I'm not saying getting angry is bad and I'm not saying that we shouldn't get angry and it's not a natural emotion. I think it's an emotion that I kind of negotiated with mm. very early on because I saw what it did at least mm -hmm. in the world that I grew up in. I've had bad days, so that okay. I can relate Good to. Okay. Thank God. Let's start. You express them in, a, in probably the Let's start the I think yeah. I think if there's anything that does trigger me and does upset me, and which is funny because what I'm about to say is me breaking my own rule, but it upsets me when we don't give others the benefit of the doubt. So when okay. I see people not giving other people the benefit of the doubt or giving them space, it triggers me. But the funny thing is that means I'm not giving that person the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so, then I go, so then I go, oh, great. Like, you know, and that's what happens. And so, of course, I'm a human. I get triggered. I get upset. I have a bad day. I think the biggest thing for me when I'm having a bad day is probably when I feel that someone in my life is being unnecessarily targeted in their own life, dealing with pain, dealing with stress, dealing with pressure, some pains coming at them that they don't deserve, that I don't understand. And so that kind of stuff. Do you have an example really of a time where someone in your life was getting, you felt wrongfully targeted? Do or you, yourself. There, I or mean, yourself. Like, yeah. Do you, do you read things about yourself? Do you see things and you go, oh. and you, and because I, listen, we, we're all we on, online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we know, and what we have to do constantly, and again, we have to like, the thing that is, I think it's the worst podcast topic, and we do it all the time because it's, 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 it's like catnip. It's 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 right there feedback. for you to do. Is yeah. is responding to feedback when yeah. ninety nine percent of it, like Jay, I'm sure you get messages. You've changed my life. You you and it's and and you probably get messages that are like I've gotten messages that bring you to tears. You go, mm -hmm. oh my god, this was me talking about my farts was not <laughs> supposed to make you feel better about a death in your family. Yeah, and you get those messages and. You probably get 99% of those. And then you get the one. Yeah. And you're like, you just want to like grab them and go, again, benefit of the doubt. How did you come to this such hateful space yeah, yeah, from yeah. when my goal was positive? Right. How do you yeah, take yeah. yourself out of it? And I think, don't you feel though, and I, and I will talk about it, but don't you feel though that over time you've just become, you've recognized that it's part of the job. Like you've accepted that it's part of the job. <laughs> so like, for example, let's take Michelle Obama. We did this uh interview with Michelle Obama, which was huge Ooh, moment. For, yeah, huge no. moment for me. <laughs> so grateful. Like you said, 99% of the comments are like, this is interviews yeah, right. incredible right. and everything. And and then at the same time, you have a lot of people going like, why would you sit down with her because of their political right, beliefs? Political or like, Jay, you sold out. Or, right. you know, why would you do this? And what I found is that, again, me giving that person the benefit of the doubt, 
that often that remark is based on something historical far before me. Right. And has pretty much very little to do with me and an expectation of me that I'll never live up to in that I'm always going to do things that's going to upset someone. And I've, I've kind of come to terms with that. And on the other side, I've found that if you actually look at the comment section of people who have actually watched the video, yeah. the comment section is completely different. Like people have actually watched the interview, listened to the words, yeah. yeah, instead of the 30 second clip or whatever it may be, if they've watched the YouTube version, you're seeing like completely transformed right. people, even people saying, I don't agree with the politics, but right. this interview helped me with this, this, this. It and even so annoys me that they have to say that. <laughs> like it annoys me that, you know, the person, they always, that person, well, like, well I usually, it's like, yeah. oh, well, who, like, you must be an expert now because you were able to see beyond your own initial thoughts on someone. How could someone, like, I, Do you have a I would be, anyone? yeah. Uh, so, Yes, I would. I, uh, yes, <laughs> my my Your my stars my, are just like us. Yeah, my my personal rule is, I'm happy for someone to leave any honest opinion of theirs as long as they're still following me. Okay. But if so, if someone unfollows me and wants to leave a comment, then I and and it's hateful, then that's, that's a comment that kind of your go. thing too. I, uh, so I think that's a fair step. Feedback from anyone who doesn't. Follow. No, if you don't I'll take, follow, I'll take the feedback. But I feel like if you're saying Jay, I'm had it with you, I'm unfollowing, and then you've unfollowed and you've left other hateful comments to me, then it's like, well, we're not in the same community right. anymore. We're in the same space. But if someone's following me and they want to leave lots of comments that tell me feedback or things they don't like, I will leave it up there because I still consider them a part of our right. community. They I haven't kinda, left the conversation. Yeah. Right. right. I, I kind of think of social media as my party. Yes. And if you come in and, well, I block people even if they're following. <laughs> you block people I, just because it's Tuesday. Right. Right. I randomly go through. I'm, a, I'm like yeah. a benevolent dictator. I just kill a random person at random. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I like this analogy with the party. I have a similar one with the house. Well, yeah. I think of it as like, this is my party. The yep. music's playing. You have walked in. There are people here dancing. I don't care how many. I don't care. But people are happy to be here. And you came in and go, I hate this music. Let me lead you to the door. Yep. We're going to keep the music playing. But you, you got to leave. You don't want right. to be here. It's okay. Goodbye. Right. So I'm okay with someone being at the party and saying, I don't like the music. Right. They can stay. But it's the person who goes, all right, I don't like the music. I'm leaving. But then they still want to have their right. opinion be heard. Right. In the They're echoes. yelling through the window. <laughs> Sounds like my hey! mom. Hey! <laughs> right. Um, uh, so yeah. <laughs> on my way out, here's some tips. Right. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. 
Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows okay so this is a this is a dating podcast you've written a dating book um eight rules of love which was great i read it amazing if you guys haven't read it yet from our last episode you. you should um check it out now anywhere books are sold i assume um but what do you so You've done a lot of research on love. You wrote a whole book about it. What do you think, if you look at like the dating landscape now, what do you think is like the biggest issue? Because there's a lot of people who are, I feel like, very frustrated with it. And I mean, from, from our emails, a lot of women. What do you feel like is the is the biggest mistake people are making when they're dating? I think the biggest mistake people are making when they're dating right now is that their list of icks and turnoffs mm-hmm. are so long and so wide and so far-ranging that you may miss out on an incredible human being because they wear jewelry and, you know, and, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, uh, drink their and spell your matcha the with a straw, right? Like whatever right. it is. Yeah. Like, and I, I started following this uh, really funny TikTok account called, I think it's called Guy With The List. And what he does, and I don't even know what he looks like because he actually never, I don't think he's posted himself or her or them, whoever runs it. And what they do is they'll play all these found clips of people all over the internet saying their biggest ick and turn off. And then he'll add to his list. And his list is at like 600 now with all these ridiculous things. And so, and I know it's a bit tongue in cheek and it's a bit funny, but I do think it is that like we get turned off so quickly by things that are not actually important in a relationship. Like I always ask people like, does this make someone inept at being a good partner or is it just something that you don't like about them, right? Is it a preference? And I think that that preference versus priority conversation is huge. Well, that's like, you know, I mean, not to go to Plug City, but on my Netflix special, the Uh opening bid is about how I'm on the dating apps and you get in front of it. The dating apps offer you a menu at a restaurant and you're looking at it and you're going, well, I'm not that type of person. It's not even allowing you to smell the person, be around the person. And you say, I'm not going to date a Darlene. Mm-hmm. And then if you met a Darlene in a bar that you got along with, you'd probably date a Darlene. Like, yes. I think the ick is a lot of time just excuses to not be vulnerable, to, you know, to say no. It's easier to say no and not do the thing than it is to... Right. Go into it and go, well, I saw, and then you'd blame yourself once it didn't work out. You go, you should have known they drink matcha through a straw. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's easier to do that. You beat yourself up. I think yeah. that might be kind of the nature of like, we all, we're the Google generation. This is what we do. We look up right. the place before we go. We don't walk somewhere and we, unless we Google map, even though we've walked there. Like, yeah. well, it's kind of like, it seems like the issue is almost like there's too many options, right? Where you have dating 200 years ago you're in an arranged marriage probably you're just set up and like that doesn't seem great right but now it's like if you live in a city like new york city there's i don't know a million people maybe that that you probably are in in the that you could possibly date Mm -hmm. and so you're like well i don't because there's a million people here and there's an app that shows me people constantly why would i settle for someone who drinks matcha lattes through a straw when there's just another (laughs) great person out there that i could could have and so i think 
it'd be great to almost go back to that happy medium where maybe you had 10 choices, not none, not one, but yeah, know, yeah. Not a I million, mean, maybe. I mean, you're speaking about something in psychology, which is known as the paradox of choice, right? Mm-hmm. This idea that humans actually make worse choices, the more choices and options that they have. And this is one of the biggest reasons why we are struggling in dating or whether the products that we purchase or whatever it may be. But yeah, I think the key is, and I like what you're saying, this balance of having enough of a pool to decide, but not unlimited. And I guess what I'm getting at is someone drinking matcha through a straw doesn't define what kind of partner they are. Right. Whereas we like to joke that it does, right? Maybe that defines them in so many other ways. And so what I'm saying is actually look at what makes someone a good partner and a credible, compatible companion for life as opposed to... To take the other side of that, though, Mm -hmm. you know, the the thing that we find on this podcast, the thing that me as a single person deals with, Mm -hmm. when are you okay to be turned off? Mm -hmm. You know, when do you allow yourself... To say this ick is more of a ugh and this ick is funny, starts and funny, but it came from a place of this is not someone I need to spend my time Absolutely. on. I, I'm, I'm a detective. I'm <laughs> looking for clues. When you're out there dating, you're looking for clues to I want to get to know that person. So, you know, the wears jewelry or, you know, or, you know, where, you know, sits crisscross applesauce on a, on a chair, you go, that's generally. You know, a percent, you know, I'm playing the percentages now, Yeah. you know, so it is, you know, it's easy for, because I, I see this with the ick stuff online, especially online. You see a lot of men, their, 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 their feedback to it is like, this is why you're single. And, you know, you got to, you know, you got to look through these things. And it's like, well, this person's also allowed to go, I'm playing the numbers game oh, here for sure. of what turns me on and off. And if you do A, you'll probably do B, C, D, and it won't be a match for me. Right. So I don't, But that I, means, I mean, if you're playing the odds, though, that means you're going to have to get through a lot of people, right? Right. Like that's, that's, you need odds to play. You yeah, need, exactly. You need numbers. Well, how, how long have you been with your wife? Remind me. We've been together now for, it'll be 11 years this year. 11 years. And then. married for eight this year. And she's basically like your only relationship. In my, in terms of currently, before. No, I mean, I, I mean, like, in terms of like, your, like, were you, did you have His other relationships before? Oh, yeah, years, I did. No. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I dated a ton before I became a monk, and then I was a monk, and then since I've left the monastery, my wife's the only person that I've chosen right. to be what's your What's your go-to first date when you were dating? Before? Yeah. Back in the day? I mean, I was dating in my teens, so it's like whatever you could afford, <laughs> right? Like, maybe you were, you're going like... Ice cream, bowling, (laughs) cinema. I mean, going to the movies. Going to the movies was probably the most common date. Well, which is a pretty. I mean, you say this on on you know in your book that you know watching a movie together, watching Netflix. Oh, that rubbed people a lot. That's like you hate that, right? Yeah, Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was talking about this in an interview, and I think there's there's different responses to it. Some funny, some 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 mad at me, but it was this idea of I was talking about to so many couples recently, and they were just feeling like they don't feel connected. They don't feel like they're deepening their intimacy. They don't feel like their relationship is growing. Mm -hmm. And I was just saying that, hey, if that's how you feel, then if the number one activity you do is watch a show together, but that show's not leading to an interaction, a connection, a sharing of ideas or thoughts or feelings or whatever it may be, then maybe it's because you're not doing other things together. And what I was extending out to people was this idea that I found, even in friendships, right? This applies to all relationships. They get deeper and better and more intimate and more connected when you're doing other activities together. So I encouraged, obviously, experiences, experiments, uh, getting educated together, learning about something together. When you're growing together, you feel like you're moving in the same direction. Even if you're both doing your own entrepreneurial venture, but you come back and share your notes. Mm-hmm. There's so much more we can get from love and relationships that I think we're, we miss out on. Do you and I feel, empathize with do it. Do you feel like you and your wife, because you guys are, you're in the same industry. You, you guys work together. You know, we, if, Yeah, if, we don't work together like professionally apart. Right. Yeah, but... But I, but if you, you look guys at your, had a great uh, gap ad together. Oh yes, that, we did that, that was too. a project. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did that together. <laughs> but came you, out great. If Thank you, you look at your social media, like you guys are in the same. Yes, now you, we you're, are. You're peers. You're like colleagues. Absolutely. And, you know. So, is is that helpful? The relationship. Do you ever get like? Is there jealousy in that? Like, We're, how do you work? Because working together is great because you're communicating. You have something in common. I would imagine. What's the negative negative part of that? Like, so the number one thing I hear when someone comes up to me is, 
hey, Jay, I love your wife. Like, that's like, that's like that. And people literally come up to me and go, yeah, you're all right, but your wife is amazing. And I'm like, I know, I know. Like, and that's kind of how our life has gone, where I make friends with people because I generally am a bit more extroverted and I'll go make relationships. I'll inv introduce them to my wife and then I'll never see that friend ever again. And they've become best <laughs> friends with my wife. So I'm used to that. I think- Do you we, ever, hold on, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt, but do you ever have to- Kind of like, look, I have sometimes there's a thing when you put out a lot of stuff into the world, yes. you know, content, you, you, content, <laughs> you, you can't, people come up to you and they say things to you that feel pointed, like you're okay, but I love your wife. Yeah. And that does feel, it feels like they're trying to neg you a little bit. I, yeah. I can understand that. I feel like they're trying to humble me. That's what, I, I, absolutely. And and I would but feel the same way. doesn't get triggered by that though. No triggering. No. I, I but, love it. I love my wife. She is amazing. But, but is, is that how you deal with it? Do you go, well, this is a compliment on me because look at me being with this wonderful person that they love. Do you have to do that ever? Like, cause in I'll my head? People, I'll have people come up to me and they'll go, oh man, I was. they were just at my show. Yeah. Love the charcuterie stuff you do. I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and then I get mad at the other stuff I put out. Right. What about what you just what saw? What about yeah, the thing yeah. you just saw? Yeah. And I know I'm being the piece of shit. Yeah. So Dude. that's, that is the exact point of mindfulness training. Like this okay. is exactly. <laughs> Jared this doesn't is a, meditate. Could no, you tell? Yeah, <laughs> no, but this is exactly. This is why, this is why when we're having <laughs> yeah. this conversation, it's, it's so alien to people. And it's not because I was born without anger or hatred or any of these right. things. Yeah. The point is that is the point of mindfulness that when I'm hearing that, my circuit board internally is going, I love my wife. I love that someone else loves my wife. This is awesome, right? Like it's brilliant. Mm. And I found that I think if I wasn't secure in who I am and what I'm doing, I think that would trigger me. Right. And I think that's what's really interesting. I don't know if you saw this movie, I think it was on Netflix this year called Fair Play. Yes. A lot of people haven't About seen like it. The I'm glad. Finance. Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's based on a couple. It's a, it's a movie. Mm -hmm. This couple are madly in love. He's just proposed. They're about to get married, but they both get put up for the same promotion at work. Okay. And so now they. Yeah, okay. at a hedge fund. So they're now competing in an ultra competitive environment for the same job. I'm not going to tell you anymore if sure. you haven't seen it. So I'm laying it up so that you watch the movie, but the movie does a great job of showing like gender roles, people feeling emasculated, like the challenges that come in the bedroom because of the intimacy, you know, everything else that goes on. And so I, I recommend watching the movie, but I think a lot of that comes from us feeling irrelevant, insignificant, or unfocused on who we are. And, and I think when you feel a sense of calm and confidence about what you offer and what you don't. So I do agree that if I didn't know what I was doing for work and I didn't know who I was, then I think that kind of stuff would really trigger me. And so I've constantly tried to work on who I am and who I want to be. Right. I think all triggers, like you said, are kind of come from a place of insecurity. But I mean, I feel like there's there's a sense of being secure in who you are, but there's certain. I mean, everyone has oh, some insecure. Do you have yeah. do you have any insecurities? Yeah, that, like, I mean, feel I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be totally vulnerable, I think I get you know insecure. I, okay, I, there's a few things. I'll, I'll dive straight into it. One of it is, I think that some pe sometimes when I meet people, again, this is the one percent, not the ninety nine. Right. Uh, and Some, you ha we have to say that. We have like, to say that. It is so important to say. So everyone yeah. knows that, that people mostly love us. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But, but like sometimes I'm insecure that when I'm around someone that they're wanting me to say something wise all the time. Oh so I have an insecurity God. of like, God, if I don't say something profound and wise. And, and in the past, I would oh. really overthink that. I'm sure you have this for being it's funny. Yeah, no, right? Like you have to be thing. funny. So if I'm not yeah. wise in a room and you're not funny in a room, then we've lost the room, right? Like that feeling. And so I used oh. to carry this around. Has years it turned ago. around now? Because I I used to someone, yeah, oh, you haven't been very funny. I, I just go, well, good luck. Uh, and then I move on from the person. I go, we are not. Do you have do you ha ha now do you change? I, I have so I had that I used to carry that around right. really heavily and mm. I used to feel so pressure. much pressure. Yeah. yeah. And I would feel stressed and then I found I wasn't even present. And then I found I'm not even listening because now I'm trying to say the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I let go of that 
And now I just act like myself. So if I'm tired, I'll be tired. If I'm exhausted, I'll be exhausted. If I'm buzzing, I'll be buzzing. If I'm trying to be funny, if I'm, if I'm being in a banterous mood, I'm just going to be <laughs> right. because I'm just so much more comfortable with my own skin now. I'll and, say it for you. What yeah. a fucking piece of shit. I know. Sorry. Look, no, not you. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. For someone to like, if you're like, hey, what do you do? And you're like, well, I do mindfulness. I'm, uh, yeah. you know, I like to, you know, I was a monk and they go, well, I haven't had my life changed yet. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Like uh, for someone to react like that is yeah. such a piece of garbage. But Sometimes people are looking for it too, right? right? And I think, so that's that's one thing. And then I also get in insecurity. Or, so, so I've definitely had that and I carried that for a long time. I, I think that sometimes you have an insecurity of people feeling like you think you're important. So it's kind of like you walk in a room and people assume that you think you're important mm. or that you've bought into your own hype. Right. And so now you're trying to kind of make prove, sure- Prove it, them wrong. Prove them yeah, wrong and make right. sure that everyone realizes yeah. that, no, 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 we're, we're cool. Like, I'm you humble, know, right. Yeah, 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 we're all on the same page, like we're yeah. cool. And it's, like, it's weird because you don't even want to have that. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable, and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're so lucky you're not single. <laughs> because this is what women do to you. And I'm saying women do this to you. Just listen, I'm not men do shitty horrific things. This is I'm just saying I know this Please as tell me. a single guy. I think men do that too. Of course. I used to get, you know, when I was single so are you funny? And I'd be like, well, it depends who you ask. Right, uh, you right, tell, right, You tell right. me. But that's a great answer because <laughs> yeah. you're not trying to appease, and that's what I found. Right. You're not trying to appease the person and you're also not being rude. Right. And it's just an honest answer and you're just being real. Like that's yeah. a very normal that, response. That right. answer will always, yeah. always, I think, disarm, well, disarm yeah. the conversation. It's a great right. answer yeah. and you're right. It is no matter the gender. Mm -hmm. If you're single, this is what you deal with as a single because you're dealing with variables. You have yeah. people that are coming in and trying to make a move on you or be flirty or be funny and show who they are right away. So yeah. it turns into... Oh, you're not that great. And yes. it's like, that's not a, I, you didn't have to say yeah. that. You didn't have yeah. to say I was great. I'm just here to meet you, you yep. know? And, and that's I, the thing with dating. I think that you do the best when you're looking for the positive as opposed to when you're trying, you're trying to almost, you come in defensive or you come yeah. in trying to, you know, make the person feel like you're good enough for them. And that's why people do things like that. Well, I think so often in, so often in the dating scene, we're trying so hard to make someone like us without even knowing whether we like them, right? right. So we go into him like, like me, like me, like me, like me. Right. And then they like us and we're like, wait a minute, do I even know who this person is? And I think you right. just sparked something else for me. Another, oh, this just came to my mind and kind of gone, let me see if I can find it again. 
the insecurity that you just sparked for me that was that was great. Maybe it'll come back. It'll come back to me later. But there was Saying another something there was, profound. There's another. Yeah, that's why I lost it because <laughs> I was I had that insecurity. I was like, let it go. Right. Well, it's more about their insecurity when people try to like you know take you down a notch yeah. so that they can yeah. show you that they are like on your level. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you can't know that when you're 22. Like mm -hmm. that's just the thing. Mm -hmm. Like that is aging too. Yeah. Like so yeah. much of this. Yes. Isn't genius. It's growing up and going and being self-reflective. Like yeah. it takes time. Cause I, I know exactly, you know, when I was 25 starting comedy, I remember this guy sat next to me in a bar. Oh, you're, and I said, I'm a comedian. It was like the first time I ever said, it. he's like, tell me a joke. And I'm like, um, um, and I take out like no cards. And I'm like, well, is this one? He's like, well, you're gonna have to work on that. And I'm like, I guess you got me. Like, yeah, I, yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I know I that think, feeling, but I think that's 38, what I would never do that. Yeah. It's that feeling of people trying to get you. I carry right. that insecurity. I feel like sometimes I'm in a room and I'm like, all right, someone's just trying to get me. And that's an uncomfortable anxiety and nervousness yeah. to carry around. And I was speaking to, you know, people who are far more, um, you know, successful and everything else than I am. And they were saying to me, like, just the amount of anxiety they carry, because every word they say is going to be analyzed, overanalyzed, printed, scripted, put out there mm -hmm. to, for the world, to, you know. Right. And so you start, and that's for people, I'm talking about people who are, you know, who every word that they say is the front oh, politicians. page. politicians. <laughs> yeah. Or and so, Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Like, so, Kendall Jenner yeah. says one thing, yeah. Off script that's written down. Yeah. She's apologizing it for a month. Right. Totally, month. Yeah. People don't yeah. forget. Like, look yeah. at Kim. People never work anymore. Yeah. So you carry you know? a little, you carry it, you start carrying a tiny bit of that. You yeah. know, you start yeah. worrying. And one of the things I was thinking about that you raised, which isn't about dating, but maybe it comes into that, was, you know, there was, there was a time when, when things were really starting to take off. And I've generally been someone who, despite challenges, despite things that are going wrong, I've always tried to focus on the wins and amplify the greatness and the goodness because I believe that attracts more abundance. Mm -hmm. And so I've generally been that way and I've, I've always been like that. What do you and mean? In like, the sense of like, for example- If you like, have a win, you're like celebrate the win? Is like, is for example, I mean is, you know, is it hard doing what we all do? Of course it is, it's challenging. Right. But I look at the things I'm grateful for far more than I'll focus on the things that are challenging because I think that's a healthier way to live or it's a way I like to live. Right. And at one point I realized when I was doing that, I saw that a few of the people I was hanging around with, I could tell that me sharing the growth that I was having was rubbing them the wrong way. Right. And so whenever I was with them, I would now try and be more negative to be more relatable. And it was an insecurity that I had because I was like, well, I need them to feel comfortable around me. So I'm going to start saying things that are going wrong so that they do realize my life is hard and bad and all the rest of it. And I started really just getting into my own negativity cycle because mm. now I'd opened a door that I didn't used to open before. Well, I think a lot of single people can relate to that. Where okay. it's like you get a dating win and yeah. you go back to your other single friends and they're not as happy about it, you know, as right. you well, are. Well, it's like sort of a silent race, it feels yeah. like. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And it's so hard because you love that person. You don't want to agitate someone. You don't want to trigger someone. At the same time, you want to share this thing that you're going through and you're experiencing, not in an egotistic way, but in a sharing of the heart way. And I think it's it's tough. So anyway, yeah, I'm laying out all my insecurities to you. No, Jay. this is uh, this the exclusive. This is right. <laughs> no, no I've, I, I, you I have know, tons. I, I I've kinda, tons. It's hard, I would assume, because people come to you for answers. Yeah. And, they, and you give them answers that are very concrete and said very well and something that they can kind of go repeat to themselves in those times of their own insecurities are the things that you where do you look to where yeah. what's your do you have a person that you look what podcast are you listening to <laughs> like, what you, i definitely i definitely feel like i grew up on a lot of oprah which was okay you know, which is huge that, and, yeah. and and very inspiring so so big fan but i think for me there's there's two things i look to one thing is i just love studying humans like I love observing people, people online, people's lives. I read a ton of biographies. I watch biopics. I love, like if you watch the David Beckham documentary that just came out on Netflix. I, I haven't seen, seen it. it. Everyone loves it. Highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah. And it's like, I grew up following him. And mm -hmm. so I I knew what everything that was in the documentary, but it was just this feeling of like, I love studying a human's journey and how you know, at one point he was completely villainized in the country and people hated him because he got sent off in a massive World Cup game all the way through to he's one of the most adored icons of all time. And so you get to see that. So I feel a lot of my learning comes from studying, researching and watching patterns and people and human behavior. That's kind of what I get a 
When Buzz you're watching her. people, yeah. who on the plane do you hate the most? Who on the plane? Yeah, yeah. Do you're I hate the most? You, tra- you travel. He tra- I travel a lot. I do too. And I know you, yeah, you're all What over. is your biggest pl- uh, traveling pet peeve? Okay, traveling, so I'm... Yeah. Travel time is my sacred time to be alone okay. and and not. I believe engage. in that. It yeah. is a great time to switch off, cry, to switch off, and to like really say, "I'll eat and drink anything I want." Yep. It's game over. I'm I'm with you because you said like there's a lot of pressure to feel like humble. There's a lot of pressure to feel. I'm sure to like be the most zen friendly. No, I'm just looking over while, while I'm. Do you ever have to be like to someone like? This is actually my secret. No, no, no. Time. I don't it's, want to- it's more like while I'm catching up and selling sunset, and the person next to me going, "Does Jay Shetty watch Selling Sunset?" You know, it's that, it's that kind of feeling of like, "Oh God, I'm going to get judged for what oh, I'm watching yeah. now." <laughs> you know, it's like, it's that kind of feeling of like, "Please don't judge me." So, yeah. well, this is so great. We're happy you're. A, we're gonna. You're. You're a foss, a friend of the show. Yes. Uh, oh, I like this. Yeah. I like so that. Um, we're gonna do an. E- we want to do, do an email. Let's do a red flag or deal breaker because I want to know if you have any deal breakers. breakers. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we play this game every episode of the podcast. Do I need to use this? No. Uh, it just says we can read them to you. Yeah. We'll read it to, to okay. you. You can see the screenshots if you want. We, um, we play this game. You're on a date. You're having the best first date ever. This one thing happens. You have to decide: is it a red flag? I see it, but I move on, or is it a deal breaker? This is it for me. I, okay. I can't right, go I'm out, out this person. So red flag means you see it, but you carry Red flag means like, it's kind of weird, but I'm going to go on another date with Oh, them. okay. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. And we're, it's just a red flag versus a deal breaker is like, Understood. I'm out. Understood. Okay. Got it. And these are user submitted. Yeah. So, so these are real wow. scenarios. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Do you want me to go? You can read it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, okay. J&J. Long time listener. First time writing in. I have a particular red flag or deal breaker that I experienced in online dating recently, and I need to know if this is as wild as I believe it to be. Again, this is kind of what going back to what we're talking about with the ick and all that stuff is like, it's almost as if people don't know their own taste buds when it comes to people. And I think that's the thing with the ick when people go, is this enough mm-hmm. that they're asking a lot of times? Mm-hmm. Uh, for a bit of context, I'm 30 year old, a 31 year old woman and have been on the apps since 2018. Recently, I joined a new app, matched with a guy, and started a conversation based on his profile. He gives a couple friendly responses before saying, I also made a blind date quiz if you're interested. I was curious about what it could entail, so I opened it up and I could not believe what I was reading. The scaled questions were a bit confusing to me at some points. My belief on weed, my belief on weed use. Does this mean my personal weed use or the or the use in general? I live in Canada. It's, le- it's legalized. <laughs> they want you to know it's legal <laughs> and readily available. Don't come after this person. We, we've already called the authorities. <laughs> As a teacher, relax, Jared. I teach high school music. Still a teacher. I, I, I'm I'm on here. I, I'm out there with my opinion that I wouldn't date a teacher. Got so it. People yeah. give me crap. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't get over how unclear this whole thing was and the absurdity of the entire thing in general. I filled out the form and in order to be considered 100% for a date, oh. you needed to score at least a 75%. So to go out with... So you I can't took, believe this woman filled this out. I mean, I can't believe it either. I... <laughs> Talk about a douchebag. Let's see if you're good enough on my test. Um, I got 19 out of 29, a 65%. Womp, womp. Fail. <laughs> or is that a D? It's a D. That's a, well, it's fail for her, no date. Yeah. It even showed you afterwards what answers you got, quote unquote, wrong. I know that this could be a fun way to screen someone as it's important to be respectful of other people's time and even an interesting way to gain some insights slash talking points for a date. But this whole thing just gave me the absolute creeps. Do you have any thoughts from a confused and quizzed out and Wait, I'll, so this guy sent the quiz. Yes, he sent right, the quiz. Right, right. I'll give you some of the examples. Yeah. Um, this is rank, rank from one week to five strong things like value generational wealth creation. <laughs> Time for socialization, kinkiness in bed, following the- And they've never met. No, never met. Current thing. Um, and we're going to post this on the social yeah. media. Gym we'll put this on the UR podcast per week. Okay. Gym days per week. Deal breaker. Yeah. Deal breaker. Let's just, uh, 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, th- I, mean I, think, I mean, you you were saying before that like people are out on t- on 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 their ix of too many things. I think this is a different level. Though. Yeah, this is in- insane. I mean, putting someone on a test to go out with them. I mean, the whole point of dating is to discover these things naturally and see how people feel right. and be curious and be learn about someone. I mean. You know, even if someone scored 100% on that test, I'm sure they'd score 100% and not go on that date because why would you want to do that, right? Like if someone's giving you a ranking to see whether they're it's, ideal. I, I agree. The test itself, I agree. It's like, mm-hmm. it's Yeah, yeah it's we're talking horrific. about the test. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. If someone got 100% on the test, that means they agree on everything. Yeah. I guess this person would say, I'm going on the date with someone who I'm, who literally performed a hundred percent on yeah. my test of my own imagination. Yeah. Right. I guess you're looking for someone that you'll never disagree with ever, which yeah. I don't know if that's I don't something even know I want. Possible. Right. I, I, well, you I, see people come up with this stuff kind of on the, after they've been on the apps for a while, I think. And that's probably the reason why she took the test too, is you get a sense of like, I cannot, you get a feeling of, I cannot waste any more of my time yeah. going on more bad dates. So you try to cheat the system by creating something weird like this. <laughs> right. yeah. um, but it really shows a lack of awareness of what actually makes a good connection and what makes a good date. And I think like a lot of it is like pheromones and just mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. vibe you get from someone, which you could never really understand or, or get a sense of with a, with a quiz like this. Yeah. Right. I guess like debating... Something I I guess what's to debate like loyalty, like <laughs> right. body, dick who size, feels, and who looks. feels weak about loyalty? Massive cheater. Value physical body, dick size, looks. Like how do you, you know? I I guess if you're put to answer that, you have to answer that. But it's kind of a crazy question to be like, oh, let's make sure you're good with. Right. Yeah, it would make a good TV show though. It's funny. To have people yeah, take these yeah, tests yeah. and then go out. Yeah, yeah. Go absolutely. out with someone right. you failed well, with, go out with someone you went 100% yeah, exactly. with. Right, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, cool. it, it's, it's the thought, it, the deal breaker to me isn't asking questions like this over the course Agreed. of dating. Agreed, That's what I'm saying. Right, it's the, I think so highly of myself. I'm so, I'm the arbiter of what dating is today. Yeah. Right. I have an application process. Yes. It's like, yes. Right. That's right. exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like get a matchmaker. Yeah. Who would ever be at that wedding and hear that story and be like, oh, this sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be an employee of you. Right. Yeah. I, it's just, yeah. Do we have another one? Um, I think that's, that's, that's what that's we got. That's we the did game. Yeah. This is the game. So deal breaker. I'm glad we're all <laughs> yeah. aligned. I'm glad we're yeah. aligned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. This was so great Jay having Shetty. you Thank on. Thank you for having me back. I always yeah. have the best time when you come on. Oh, you're very welcome, sweet. Welcome back whenever Thank you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Foss. Yeah. You're a Foss, friend of the show. Uh, oh, Foss. Or, uh, Foss. Yeah, Foss. Foss. Yeah. That sounds Foss. better. Foss or uh, I always have friend of the pod, Foss. Foss. P- something like that. It I don't keeps know. getting worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we write to edit. Yeah. yeah, no, listen, I do. I will say being in the room with you, you do have this filling energy to you. Do people you. say that to you a lot? I don't know. I don't it's like know. a star Maybe power. Maybe it's sometimes. a star. Yeah. Star power. Breath of fresh air. I, I love it. I Everyone go um, listen to Jay's podcast. Go follow Jay if you don't already. Read the book. Every, read the book. It's it all, all there. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Wednesday and Sunday with solving your dating needs. Uh, and we did it again. We did it again. We'll be back on Wednesday. Bye. Boom. The You Up Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico, Sean Kilby, and Candice Maniga. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico and Shannon Sassone. Social media by Candice Maniga. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at u.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.